Yo, 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 all right, all right, all right, what's up, guys? Today is, um, July 12, 2019, um, like, about 8 in the morning, actually, and it's Friday, and I just want to touch basis real quick, because I got a busy weekend ahead of me, and uh, and I don't really know if I'm going to get to podcasting again this week. Although I'm going to try tomorrow night, but tomorrow night is going to be very, very intense, to say the least. Um, but I want to talk today, now that it's been more than a week. Uh, I finally seen Spider-Man Far From Home yesterday, last night, which I thought the movie wasn't as good as... Uh, Spider-Man Welcome Home or whatever, you know, the first one was called. But I thought it was really good. I mean, um, I thought they were going to set up the multiverse. And I actually thought Mysterio was going to be just, he couldn't take over, uh, you know, with his illusions, uh, his own realm, maybe morphed into ours and was trying to take over ours. But... They didn't go that way, so technically there is no multiverse yet, um, which is a bummer because I felt that that would have opened up the door for a lot more things. But either way, um, I, I still think Spider-Man Far From Home was really good. Um, I give it actually two thumbs up. It's not Marvel's most solid movie, but it does it does to me set up a couple of things going forward for Spider-Man. Spider-Man is going to have his own movies. And I re- I really think that Spider-Man is going to have more than just the next movie that he's going to come out. Not only is he going to be on the Avengers team, but he's going to carry forward a lot of stuff. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, obviously I would say tune out because I'm going to talk about some things um, spoiler-wise. So if you haven't seen it, just tune out. I mean, if you've seen it, then feel free to stay on board. But check it out. I'm going to start with the ending of the movie, and then we'll get to the meat and potatoes of the whole middle of the movie. The ending of the movie um, where... Daily Bugle dude, uh, Jameson, I can J. Jonas Jameson, or whatever his name is, actually makes it into the one from the other Spider-Man movies, makes it into this movie, which I thought was really cool because, you know, uh, I can't see anybody else as that character. I mean, they literally got a guy who looks like him, sounds pretty much sounds like him, and I mean, he's just a daily bugle. I mean, it, it happens, you know. Uh, Chris Evans was Human Torch and Captain America, so. You know what happens. Um, what I'm geeking out about is he also revealed the identity of Spider-Man as being Peter Parker. Now, there's a little bit of foreshadowing in the movie, but that was the biggest clue as to probably where they're going. Because uh, I think now Spider-Man's going to be hunted. Uh, and that leads me to believe that 
Craven the Hunter is going to appear in the next one. Also, probably Venom. Um, I know everybody was saying the Sinister Six. I don't feel that's the case. Um, because there is no Shocker. There is no... There's not a, any of these other people involved. Um, you know... There's just not... There's just seemingly not all these people involved. Which, I mean, I guess they could. They could just throw at Spider-Man, like, four or five other villains in a movie and make it seem like it's unwinnable. But Spider-Man was also hit in the head not once, but twice by a clock bell tower in the movie. Which leads me to believe that that was a little bit of... Okay, he's... Spider-Man in the bell tower in... Venom is the only other key element missing. Um, but yeah, his his identity is exposed. Now I don't know if Marvel's gonna write it in as like because it came it supposedly comes from um, like an edited video that was uploaded online by Mysterio or Mysterio's peoples. Uh, so maybe, maybe, I mean, but we'll see, uh, yeah, they, the, the, the reveal of Spider-Man's identity is really huge, because now, uh, they have a face to one of the superheroes, none of the superheroes are around in, the, in this movie, uh, the only one that plays even a slight role is Nick Fury, and Happy, um, and that's okay. That's not anything, you know, like, they're not cool characters or nothing, but there's no, like, main superhero. They even touch on the fact that Doctor Strange is not available, Thor's off-world, Captain Marvel, don't even talk about her. Um, I mean, and there's not many people left. They also give, uh, in the beginning, which I thought was really funny, they give a little... <laughs> uh, I can't think of the word. It's in memoriam, or I, I, it, I'm not sure if that's the word. I know I've seen that word a few times because I used to see it a lot on The Walking Dead. Uh, but then they oh, they opened up Spider-Man apart from them. It's Tony Stark, Cap, Black Widow, Vision. Um, they show up on the screen, and it's like, we'll miss you. <laughs> also, they referred to... Thanos' snap is a disintegration event. And then when they came back, it's referred to as the blip. Which I thought was kind of cheesy, but it, it, to me it's funny. Because they were like, everybody was like, there was blippity blappity. <laughs> the movie is really lighthearted. That's what I really liked about it. Uh, it wasn't as. It's not as serious as other, like... It, to me, this was a good follow-up on many levels. This was a good follow-up to Avengers Endgame. Because Avengers Endgame really pushed some strings. And kind of really, like... Didn't have a dark tone, but it had a really somber tone to it. Like, really, like... Oh, they killed, you know... Iron Man. And then, you know, the last things you do see... I don't, I don't see the rerun of it. But the last things you do see is... Cap and, you know, dancing with his lady sends it off on a good note, you know, a little somber note, like, you know. But this one was 
total 180 of that. This was really lighthearted. This was like more adventure movie. I mean, wrapped up into one. I mean, there was some action. Uh, but yeah, this this to me was more of an adventure movie. This was like just a just a uh, a lighthearted superhero flick. Like it totally fits Spider-Man's, you know, mo, and it totally works. It totally works. I mean, it, like I said, I was like chuckling on and off the movie as I was during the original. This one wasn't as chuckly as the first one. But I thought it was really good. Uh, Mysterio, the villain part of it. I knew Mysterio was a fake-ass superhero for a long time. And that's what he was going for. So I kind of felt that that was what was happening. But I didn't know how it was happening. Um, Then they got into the drones. And then he hacked Tony Stark. And he actually was a Tony Stark employee. Which makes sense uh, but he's easily defi- and I actually don't know if he's dead uh, possibly he's dead uh, I actually think he is I think Spider-Man does kill him or I don't know what actually happens to Mysterio but either way um, you know Mysterio was a, it was a pretty good villain he actually showed why it was hard to beat at one point. Um, but Spider-Man ultimately beats him, obviously. Uh, spiders, I don't know exactly know what happened to Peter Parker's spider sense, but it, to me, that that has more to do with him being stuck in the blip and losing it, and then it slowly coming back. But I think that there, there's a lot of undertones to the movie, like, if you look at the Spider-Verse that is, you know, Madam Web is still sitting there. He obviously went into another dimension and then flipped out of it. Um, that's what you're, you kind of left feeling like, what exactly happened to the people? Because Happy stated that he went into the other dimension and came out with a beard like that's talked about the kids also grew five years here and then the kids that came back were just like not the same height or whatever or you know that they talked about it a little bit so I, I do believe that something either the man spider uh madam web one of those things gonna happen to peter which leads me to believe that that's possibly why Craven is eventually going to come in and hunt him. Um, there's other, there's just so many like layers. That's why I was thinking like maybe they were going to hint at it, but they kind of hinted at other things. Uh, the end, end, end credit where Nick Fury is chilling in space, and the Kree are down here posing as him and Maria. Uh, the two main ones from Captain Marvel's movie. Um, so I'm just kind of trying to figure out the route they're going to take. I see, and then that was kind of blowing my mind too, because I was telling my nephew, I was like, dog, how long has Nick Fury been posted in space? Like, the last time we seen Nick Fury 
he was with Cap on Captain Marvel's movies, and they went to space. Then, seemingly, all the events of the Avengers 1, 2, 3, 4 happened. Flash forward to now, and he is in space still. So may, maybe he's been in space this whole time, calling shots, even all the way back from Iron Man 1 and all that. But still taking orders from Nick Fury. But I do believe that um, he's in space and he's telling people to get to work. Now that is a big clue too because I I felt for the longest time that Shield had been building a prison. They they I think they tested it at one and they're trying to find a way to house all these bad guys. And I think the prison that they eventually miniaturized with uh, Hank Pym's tech uh, is going to be in space. I think that's what they're doing in space. I mean, Nick Fury needs to be in space. He needs to have that shield up into space. The same shield that Tony was trying to build. I think that makes a natural sense for him to be in space. Uh, I think that's what they're doing. I think he knows um, the world wasn't ready for aliens in outer space back in Mar- you know, in the original Phase 1, but now they are. And I think he's been in space for quite some time. Um... Which is kind of neat. I mean, that they said the same thing, you know. <laughs> Spider-Man's been to space, you know. What else is new? Um, it's, you know, it's totally fascinating. Uh, the movie picks up right kind of... It actually doesn't make any... Other than the fact that Tony's dead, they really don't talk much about Endgame. Although the, uh, Nick Nick Fury and Spider-Man talk about Tony Stark's funeral and how come he didn't say anything then, but that's neither here nor there. Um, that's more like um, just a little playful match they have back and forth. But they don't, they make no other all in the blip, but they don't make no discussion of. Uh, the Avengers, you know, what is it called? They make no mention of, like, uh, the Avengers hub or whatever the, the, the little, you know, where they were at for most of the movie. And that was blown to smithereens, so I don't really know if they rebuilt it yet, or I don't know if it's even up and running. Like I said, like I said they don't know where Doctor Strange is not, not talking to anybody. Uh, and they make no mention of Hulk. Uh, they just briefly talk about Thor, but just just a brief. But yeah, if they so it picks up. He there. He's in school. You know everybody's. You know haha. And they're going to Europe on a vacation, and he's he wants to go. He doesn't want anything to do. He wants a summer off wants, you know, the time off to be, have, just have the time off to be a kid, you know, go to, on a summer vacation, and now that Tony Stark is gone, Mysterio is out there, he, first he did, he hit 
Mexico with a, a cyclone, but it supposedly had a dude's face. But they don't get into that. And then he did um, one in... He did the water one, obviously. And then there was another... Oh, he did the rock one, too, in Mexico. And then there was the fire one towards the end. Or towards the middle. And then, you know... Mysterio sets himself up as being like this interdimensional figure and you know that his whole planet was consumed by fire which was a good it was a good little story um they actually you know Jake Gyllenhaal is pretty convincing they give him Tony Stark's class and he actually looks for a moment like Tony Stark so that's kind of I can see why things happen the way they happen. Um, but anyway, Spider-Man figures it out. Actually, he doesn't figure it out. Uh, MJ figures it out. Well, actually, they both figure it out together. MJ figures out Spider-Man is Spider-Man before Spider-Man tells MJ he is Spider-Man. But she recovers some of a piece of tech from the battle, and the hologram appears. And it's the monster. Which is kind of cool. Um, the way they the way they made it, they set it up. And then it really picks up in the high gear of the movie. Spider-Man is trying to tell Nick Fury that he messed up. He gave him the glasses. He's got all these drones. Some sort of tech. But the entire setup is that Mysterio is made a whole realm that Peter Parker couldn't figure out. And then he had, he actually beats him a little bit. Runs him into a train. And, you know, Spider-Man survives being hit by a train, which is fucking insane. But, like, a speeding train. Not just, like, just a freight train, but, like, Anyways, um, yeah, Spider-Man, they, they figure it out. He gets hit by a train, which is fucking amazing. Uh, and I think that actually shakes loose his... Well, they, <laughs> they start calling the Peter Tingle. <laughs> they call it the Peter Tingle instead of his Spider-Sense, which I, <laughs> I thought was fucking funny. And they out the Peter Tingle, um... <laughs> they, he comes back to him. The Spider-Sense comes back to him, um... Yeah, the, it comes back to him, and he's able to see through um, Mysterio's illusions, and he advanced forward and fight and stuff like that. Uh, towards the end, uh, like I said, he's fighting all the drones. He, he ends up getting back the glasses he gave, which were Tony Stick gear, which is Edith. Edith plays a big part of the movie. Um, he gets back the glasses, and now... I think Spider-Man towards the end of the movie is going to be the next Tony Stark of the franchise. Um, but like I said, I think he's going to do another movie or two before he's just sprinkled in in like everybody's movies. Uh, because he's he's obviously well aware and smart with the tech. And they actually talk about how smart he is um, in the movie. You know, they talk about him being the smartest person in the room, he shouldn't be ashamed of it. 
Um, and he actually figures out a lot of stuff along the way. He figures out how to defeat Mysterio without any power, without any other than his raw power, with no gadgets, figures out how to beat him. Um, and pretty convincingly. Uh, like I said, that leads all the way to him and MJ are now close. Uh, they're not boyfriend or girlfriend. I don't know if they're boyfriend or girlfriend yet, but now that he knows, now that the world knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, that's the biggest question mark of the whole movie, the biggest cliffhanger, is that now people know he's Spider-Man. And I don't know what that's going to do with his relationship with Aunt May. Um, or... You know, his relationship with MJ or his friend, um, his friends. I mean, he's got a lot of friends in high school. And I don't know what that's going to do towards his relationship to, you know, the rest of the characters. Uh, the rest of the characters, most for the most part, Black Panther's known. Um, Iron Man and Captain America were pretty much revealed. Iron Man up front, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow. Hawkeye, they were all maskless. Spider-Man was the only one hiding his identity in some way. Um, they may be able to spin it like that. That's fake news. Um, they may not. I, I hope they don't. I hope he fully comes out as like he's Spider-Man. Like you can't, you can't literally do anything about it. Just I'm Spider-Man. And, but I do think now he's going to be. That's why I think he's going to be hunted by certain peoples. Um, and none other than Cra- Craven. To me, that's like he's like a, a huge. This is a huge setup for Craven. And Craven, it's an interesting Craven going forward. I, I think it's the most interesting of the characters that Spider-Man has to face. He's one of the more interesting characters of all the Marvel franchise because Craven is not a villain. Craven is just a hunter, and he locks on and he crosses path with Spider-Man and he's like some sort of master hunter and his reasoning for hunting Spider-Man is in the comic book. It's just because Spider-Man is a, you know, he turns into, well, he's a creature in, in he's just a natural order of hunting, but in, in the cartoon, Craven really kicks up high gear because Spider-Man turns into the man, man spider. Uh, where his the spider that bit him is actually mutating his body to grow more limbs and hurting people. And Craven the Hunter is the one to go and track him down. So uh, that's why I think it's going to be like the hunt for Spider-Man is going to be on in the next movie. We in like I said, I don't think Craven is going to be killed. I think Craven's actually going to be there for a while, hunting Spider-Man down. Um. Uh, hopefully they don't make Craven a, a villain, a villain like that. Hopefully he's just a very interesting character, somebody that Spider-Man is not going to get rid of at any point. Uh, maybe he's able to defeat Craven at some point, but Craven, you know, is going to retool and gear up again to fight him, find him and fight him. And maybe that'll be like Craven can be introduced and like, okay, now there's a Black Panther. You know, there's other people out there and they're like okay now maybe he gets aware of these Kree cells maybe he's starting to start hunting the Kree um you never know I mean that's why I think that the revelation that Spider-Man is 
Peter Parker plays really big going forward. Because uh, I think I do think they're going to take the mask off of him, and I do think he's now going to be hunted. Um, and this is going to lead to Madame Web, I think, hopefully stepping in, and hopefully expanding Spider-Man's entire world into the MCU while they gear up for the next major villain going forward. That's just what I think is happening. Uh, I do think Nick Fury being in space is also really huge because it, I think he knows like there's something coming. I mean, the Kree, there's said there was Kree cells all over the world, so I think the Kree Scroll Kree Scroll War is going to ramp up, ramp way up. Um, as well as I do think that the next big villain is on the horizon within the next four to five films. I think they're going to do four to five films to just establish a base and then something's going to happen and they're going to send the entire MCU into chaos. Most likely. Yeah, that's what I see. I felt that it was going to take three to four to five films to get past Thanos and, and to then establish like a little calm period and then establish a supervillain that's going to come to the forefront and that could hopefully they bring in Doctor Doom or Galactus or somebody else, somebody known. But I think that I think Marvel knows what they're doing. I think they've been gearing, they've been gearing for this post Thanos for quite some time. So you know this is what it's going to be. Uh, but anyway, that's Spider Man Far From Home. I give it two thumbs up. I I really like this. It's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lighthearted. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of lighthearted stuff going on in the movie. A lot of fun, funny, you know, parts. Good action. Spider-Man, they actually get to see Spider-Man in, much, in a lot more suits, um, than just, you know, like the one he's, or two he's been rocking. Uh, and now he's got the ability to make all kinds of suits. I think his whole suits are going to expand because now he can custom make them. You know, at will. He's got Tony Stick power behind him now. Uh, the Iron Spider was one, but now he's he can do whatever. I mean, it's limitless, and he's got nanotech surrounding him. But you know, that's what it is. Outside of that, you guys, tomorrow, like I said, uh, is the Ghost Inside, July the thirteenth. Uh, my brother is. Hopefully coming into town and we're gonna we're gonna mosh it up and I'm probably gonna do a podcast after the fact, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm gonna be in, at the shrine way in LA and it's uh you know gonna be a night. It's gonna be a night. It's gonna be a long night. Um, but yeah, that's coming up, and then I'm trying to go swimming, you know, with the girl that I've been seeing on Sunday, um, so we'll see how that goes, you know, it's gonna be triple digits this whole weekend, uh, like I said, I don't know how much time I'm gonna have left, but it's just like, that's what's on my horizon right now, I got... I did Spider-Man last night. Today is kind of the calm before the storm. And then tomorrow is the ghost inside. And then Sunday I'm swimming. I might get a suntan. You know, we never know how these things go. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's my review. Uh, I, I highly recommend seeing Spider-Man. And tomorrow I'm going to see The Ghost Inside with special guests. So who's, we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully some interesting bands play. Um, but you know, we'll never know. We won't know until I'm there. Um, either way, guys, that's it for the, today's episode. I'm going to cut it kind of short because I'm going to eventually do another podcast, hopefully, about the ghost inside and that whole affair. Uh, you know, Saturday night. So stay tuned, you guys. I'm out. Laters.